Okay. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Empowerment with Elizabeth. Today I'm here with my sweet new friend, Mary, who is not new to me, but I'm new to her, if that makes sense. So I've been watching her for, gosh, I don't know, two or three years now as she commentates on Big Brother, which you guys know I'm a Big Brother stand. So I'm so excited that she's here. My mom is so excited that she's here. So Mary, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, everyone. I'm Mary. Um, Elizabeth, it's great to meet you. Always, always great to meet a fan. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's it's great to meet a fellow podcaster and Big Brother fanatic. Um, yeah, I, uh, I'm i 29. I'm from um, Central Virginia, and that's where I live now as well. Um, I am also a uh, software developer, so I studied engineering in college. And then um, that was kind of plan B. Plan A was like get on a reality show, but that didn't pan out. So so this is, uh, you know, the next best thing is talking about <laughs> reality TV. Um, so I'm really excited to dive into that with you and uh, maybe talk about some of the other things I'm interested in since I'm kind of like, I tell everyone I'm a hobby centric person. So it's kind of a joke among uh, my family and friends of like how packed and busy I keep my schedule, um, which thank you so much for <laughs> uh being flexible with me because I'm like kind of keep everything booked up you know <laughs> I love it I love it in the same way that's so funny um okay so talk about you kind of mentioned it earlier you know you wanted to be on reality tv and now you podcast on reality tv shows so talk a little bit about how you got into podcasting so I uh I always joke with um Rob from Rob as a podcast about this that I kind of like you know, if you've heard the term fake it till you make it right, I kind of fell backwards into podcasting, especially professionally, because um, I had I've always been really into like theater and acting. And so I was looking for a, a creative outlet in that way. And uh, my older sister and I actually I studied engineering and computer science. I'm like, I can do the technical side of podcasting. I can make the website. I can do that. But my sister's really funny. She's like the talkative one. I'm kind of like the straight man of the two of us and she's the funny one. So I was like, we should do a podcast. This would be great. We could do a podcast. And we were looking around trying to find a show that didn't have too many podcasts. And so we settled on the show Smallville, which was about uh, Superman when he was a kid. And we recorded like three episodes and we were like, you know what, we're, this is not working. <laughs> we, we are just like boring. This is not, we didn't, we never released the episodes. So we scratched that and we're like, actually, okay, new idea. We're going to talk about the show Revenge, <laughs> which is um, a show from like the 2010s uh, starring Emily Van Camp, another great show. And we were able to talk a lot more about that one because it was more dramatic. So we got halfway through the first season and around then was when I had already like listened to Rob as a podcast for a while since I've been a big Survivor fan. But um, around then, Rob and Taryn, um, who cover the Big Brother stuff over there, they start and I had never watched Big Brother. I had only ever watched Survivor. I had heard of Big Brother in this nebulous kind of like there's another CBS show that's on during the summer, but I never watched it. And so um, I think a friend of mine in college was like, yeah, yeah, you've got to watch it over the summer. Never had. So in I think it was 2017, um, I watched the first season of Big Brother that I had ever seen. It was either 2017 or 2018. Whenever Big Brother 19 came out, that was my intro to Big Brother was like That's wild. the return. <laughs> yeah, the return of Paul and all these people. And I'm like, I have no idea. I think that was I don't know what year that was. Anyway, so I was I was watching that. 
And, um, and it was like, I'm like, oh, this is so interesting. This is really new to me. And then almost immediately after that, I uh, heard about this online um, reality game called Sequester. And I applied for that and got onto that. And there was a contestant from Big Brother 19 on there, Ramsey's. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. I'm like talking to Ramsey. This is this is so interesting. Um, and played that game. And then this is sorry, this is like all on top of each other, but also around the same time. And I think early 2018, so this must have been 2018, early 2018, Rob and Taryn we're going to do basically like an intro trying to get more people interested in Big Brother. And so they were like, we're going to go back and for the first time ever record a podcast about Big Brother 2. Um, and we're going to do it like documentary style. We're going to do the Big Brother blockumentary. And so I watched Big Brother 2 and listened to that at the same time. And I was like, oh, this is great. I love this. This is so cool. So I just like messaged Taryn on Twitter and I said, hey, if you ever do any more of that, I'm super happy to um, like help you do some research or something for that. And he's like, okay, cool. And so I helped out doing a little bit of that research. And then he sent me a message and said, do you watch Big Brother? And I was like, yes, 100%. I didn't. I, at that time, had only seen that season. And he's like, are you watching the live feeds? And I'm like, yes, Googling. What are the live feeds? I'm like, I have no clue. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm just going to agree to whatever he's saying. And so he said, yeah, we need more people to come on and do the daily recaps. So I just kind of lied my way on to, like pretended to be a very knowledgeable person. And I'm like, okay, I've got like three months to watch as many seasons as I can. So I think I managed to get up to season 14. So I like really quickly watched as many seasons as I could in preparation for Big Brother 20, uh, which was the first season I covered. And so that's kind of how I like got into the whole Big Brother thing. It all happened very quickly. It was um, it like the right time where they needed more women to cover and they didn't really have they at that point they only had about four people covering big brother and they were looking to get up to seven so that they could have one for each day so for a while like and with my work it just timed out right that you know this is like back in 2018 before everybody was working from home but it just so happened that i was working remote for like a couple months and so I was able to do like a whole bunch of morning updates on Mondays and kind of like made a name for myself there. Um, and it was, yeah, it was just like very uh, right place, right time mixed in with a little bit of like, I'm not saying you should lie, but I'm saying that it's a good idea to go after something that you want and then kind of just like figure out how you're going to, you know, how you're going to learn it on the fly. <laughs> I love that advice because I feel like if you want something bad enough, you will figure it out. You know, like, like you were like, I, I want to be a podcaster. And so, yeah, I absolutely will watch 14 seasons of Big Brother in like three months <laughs> or however long you said. So, I mean, if you're willing to put in the work, then really, I don't think it's a lie because yeah, get there. <laughs> and and I didn't, I didn't tell them until years later. Like I didn't tell them that I hadn't watched. I would just sort of like, they would talk about references from like Big Brother 17, 18. I'm like, yeah, yeah, totally. Right. I'm like <laughs> Googling, trying to figure out what this is um, while it's happening. But I did, I, I think like another piece of advice I'd say is if you, um, it, you need to have like a specific 
category of how you're going to brand yourself. So like when me and my sister were getting into podcasting, our brand was like, we're sisters. So we have very easy communication. She has this personality. I have this personality. So this is the the thing we're bringing different to the table. Um, Because a lot of people want to get into podcasting. I think, you know, there's a million podcasts out there and you need to find a way to like differentiate yourself. So when I had reached out to Taryn and I said, you know, originally wanted to talk about old Big Brother seasons, um, which I eventually got. I eventually, when Rob didn't want to do the blockumentary anymore, Taryn was like, oh, that's Mary. So I have covered a couple of the old seasons with him. I think three and four, and I think we're on five now. But um, I, I said, like, here's my pitch. My pitch is that I'm a very analytical thinker. And so I like to talk about the strategy. And also I'm coming at this from the perspective of someone who's watching it all for the first time and not someone who's been a fan for years and years and years. So this is kind of like the person who's in the, you know, 2018 mindset of watching a show from the past. Um, and so that was kind of my pitch going in to, to differentiate myself, which is important to do. Yeah. I'm like taking notes on like how to get on RH. <laughs> I'm like, okay, message Taryn. On yeah, message Taryn. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So talk about, you talked about, obviously you podcast for Big Brother, um, but do you do any other shows? And if so, what is your favorite show to podcast on? Oh, that's tough. Yeah. I, um, even though I love reality TV and it's very fun to talk about, it's very stressful because you're, especially with Big Brother, you're making predictions. And if you're wrong, you look like a fool. <laughs> um, and there's, it's very heated, you know, like on Twitter and the internet, it's so heated on, on what uh, people are talking about. So I actually really love talking about scripted content. Um, I've covered a couple other shows. I've covered um, The Outer Banks, which was really fun to talk about. I've covered uh, House of the Dragon and um, The Umbrella Academy, which is also fun because I don't I've never been really into superhero stuff with the exception of Smallville. But I loved that kind of like, I don't know, different style with uh, Umbrella Academy. But I also cover, and this might be my favorite, I cover Love is Blind for oh, wow. Rob as a podcast. So that's the that's the one, the only one that I'm like a real host on um, as opposed to a guest host. And uh, that's fun in a very different way. It's very fun to talk about dating and relationships coming from the perspective of a single person who has no clue what they're doing. <laughs> but it's like, it's very do as I say, not as I do <laughs> when I talk about that. But yeah, th that's probably my favorite. Um, and there's like, once you get into the podcasting community, it's a very small community. So um, like you reached out to me. Um, I've reached out to other podcasters to get them to come on my show because I also, in addition to working for Rob, have my own podcast, uh, the same one I started with my sister, but eventually transitioned off of uh, Revenge and t covered the show Riverdale, which is another hot mess. So if you ever would check out Kowski Cast um, and Riverdale, that's very fun. So I've had people come on that and talk about just whatever they're interested in. Um and it's, it's very fun to be like, there's a, I, you probably know this, there's a very different feeling in being the guest versus being the host of something. Some ways it's more stressful to be the host. You have to feel like you're moving the conversation forward and picking the topics. Um, and as the guest, you can be a little more like loosey goosey, which can be kind of fun. Um, so yeah, there's, there's all kinds of things out there. Uh, and if you're interested in a topic, like I definitely recommend people reaching out to podcasters about if you if you have a podcast or if you've been, you know, a guest, 
reach out to ones you're a fan of to see if they have room to be a guest um, because a lot of times they're all just looking for more people and nobody knows, you know, who to reach out to or not. Yeah. I'm very, very new to podcasting. So you're like, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure, you know, I really don't. So, (laughs) but soon you will, you know, (laughs) Yeah, I'm learning, but I started this, I actually compete in pageants. And so I started this like, because it's part of my platform And, um, I was shocked with like how many people that I would reach out to that were like, Oh yeah, for sure. Like, like I never in a million years thought that you would respond or that like half of the other people that have would have responded, but people are really receptive to podcasts, which Mm -hmm. I, um, I found, you know, like in just starting this one. And I I think that that's really special and, um, it's, it's been a blast. So, and, go ahead. Were you going to say something? Yeah, I was going to say that, you know, it's it's really interesting because when it comes to reaching out to people and being that, uh, you know, you, you kind of have to like market yourself, give them the pitch and all of that. Um, like the, the biggest piece of advice I can give you is just be yourself, be comfortable, be confident because uh, most podcasters like to talk. That's kind of why we do it. So a lot of them will be happy to come on, um, especially like when you reached out to me, you know, you said, hey, uh, I really like Big Brother and stuff. So I'm like, perfect. I've got a launch point. Like I know the thing we have in common. I've had people reach out before about something that I'm like, I really don't know anything about that or like- can help you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like if you're, you know, you need to you need to do a little research to find out what the thing in common you have is. But once you find that, it's a lot easier. Um and like, if you ever, you know, you, you uh, do pageant work and there's a lot of ways you can relate pageant work to other things, you know, there's, there's an element of that. That's um, obviously like a performance. So you, you probably have a lot of uh, connections or you could make connections to um, theater type people. Uh, it's a little bit of a different realm, but similar. Um, there's a lot of fashion involved in that, I presume. So uh, and then obviously, like you talked about Big Brother and that Big Brother and other reality shows in general, there's a lot like a big pageant scene in those shows of people who go on them. So um, I'm, I mean, like Taylor, <laughs> I, <wish. laughs> I would die. <laughs> I can get you some connections. No, I've I've never talked to Taylor. I've been on the same podcast with Taylor, but I was too nervous to talk straight to her. I would be too. I'd be like, I don't even know what to say. You're so cool. You can you can host my podcast for me. Like I don't know. Yeah, it's funny Uh, though because you learn you adjust really quickly when you meet people um, from these shows. Like I have somewhere, and I I don't want to look it up. The podcast where I very first called in to Rob has a podcast before I was ever on when I was just a listener. And I sound like the most just like, hi, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, it's so exciting talking to you. And I learned really quickly, like, if you just kind of talk like a normal person, have a couple conversation topics that you know they're interested in, get them talking, makes it a lot more comfortable. So I try now when I'm on a podcast or playing a video game with someone from Survivor Big Brother, I'm like, just calm down, treat them like a normal person, and then everything will be okay. I love it. it, Because your inclination is you want a fangirl. (laughs) Like, I want to. I want to ask all the questions. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and even, like, my my interview coach with pageants, she, like, always has to remind me, like, low and slow. Because my instinct is to be, like, (laughs) talk, like, super high-pitched and, like, 
speed through everything because it's just like my personality, but yeah. it doesn't translate well in podcasting. So I do need to remember that more often. But the number of sticky notes I have in front of me that say like, speak slowly, speak clearly. <laughs> reminders. <laughs> yep. Reminders just to look at. Funny. I love it. Okay. So talk about how you prepare for a podcast. Like what, what goes mm. into that? How long does it take? All the things. Yeah. So depending on the show, like definitely. So Big Brother um, is the one that takes the most preparation because when uh, I watch Big Brother, a lot of times there's two different types of podcasts you can be on. One is you've watched an episode of the show and you're doing a recap of that. That that, that's in some ways it's easier in some ways it's harder it takes less time to prepare but all of a sudden the way you watch the show is very different while you're watching the live episode you're taking notes you're taking notes on things that are funny you're taking notes on things you can have conversations about predictions you can make um a lot of times like if there's a vote you'll be thinking about okay if uh if there's a vote coming up who, who do we think could vote together? What would happen if they vote this way? What would happen if this person won the veto? So you're going through scenarios because you want to be able to talk about those on the podcast. And then the other type of Big Brother podcast is um, a morning update. And so when you do that, you have to watch a lot of the uh, live feeds from the day before. If you didn't have time to watch all of those and um, you know, you've got other things going on in your life, you've got to read articles or uh, scroll through the internet, see what other people have said on Twitter. There's a lot of really great like Twitter updaters that you can follow. So go through those, maybe flashback to different times on the live feed updates. So that takes a lot more prep. But then when you're actually doing the podcast, a lot of it is like taking the notes that you've taken from that, compiling them down into a cohesive story because um, much like the TV show, Big Brother is uh, taking parts of the episode or, you know, parts of what happened and turning it into a story. You need to do the same thing, but like in a much more uh, fully, <laughs> fully diving into each person kind of way so you don't miss stuff. Um, and it's very daunting at first. And then it gets a lot easier the more you go. You start to be able to watch the the live feeds and realize like what conversations are going to be important and which ones aren't because they're just talking about, I don't know, clothing or makeup or what they're doing at home or their family. And it's not as important. Sometimes there's little nuggets in there that are important, but a lot of times you can kind of multitask. Um, so that preparation is hard. Uh, and then if it's going to be a live show, which most of the time it is um, for Big Brother, you also need to like triple task while you're doing it because you need to listen to what the other um, person is saying on the podcast or multiple people, read the live chat of the people who are watching, read your notes so that you can keep up with what's going on, and also think about what you're going to say next. So you're doing like four things at once, which is uh, why I would say definitely for give people on podcast if they say um or if they take a second and pause because there's a lot of processing that's going on. You know, it's not like reading a speech. Uh, which would be a lot easier. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. I, that never bugs me whenever people on podcasts, you know, talk like normal people. Cause you know, in my everyday, I say, um, and, uh, and yep. like, and all the things a million times. And I almost like that about podcasts, mm -hmm. and especially with RHAP, cause it does just feel like you're like in the room with them and just part of the conversation, which is really fun. So and I think that that's what makes RHAP so special is because it is so conversational. So I, I love yeah. about it. Absolutely. I think when I listen to podcasts, there are three very distinct types. There's conversational ones where it feels very natural. 
And the best of those are ones where it's very obvious the people who are talking to each other have some pre-existing relationship or at the very least can talk to a stranger like they have a pre-existing relationship. Um, second type is where it, it almost feels more produced, which which can be good if it's something like serial or uh, a lot of the kind of like true crime things um, where it's very edited and professional. And that can be good, but it's very, it's more like listening to an audiobook. Like it's a little bit different than listening to a podcast. And then the third one, and I find that this is the one that comes across most amateur, is it's a conversational one that is very highly edited. You can tell that they've gone through and edited out all the ums and the uhs. And that's an instinct that a lot of people will have when they're first starting to podcast is I need to, I need to edit all these things. I need to, um, you know, take pauses even when they're recording. I've recorded with people who every 15 seconds they'll pause. They'll say, I'm going to try that again and say the sentence again. And it can be completely fine when, if you make a mistake and you want to fix it, that's fine. But I used to do this too. I would heavily, heavily edit my podcast and I realized they just sound so unnatural when you're listening to them. There's weird skips and jumps a lot of times in it and the people just sound very uncomfortable talking to each other because they're trying to be as perfect as possible. And when you're listening to it, you can hear it. When you're editing it, it takes hours. There's no reason to do all of that, I would say. Uh, if you want to get better about not using filler words, the best way of doing that is just talking slower. So, which is fine because half the people are going to put it on like 1.5 times speed anyway when they're listening sure. to it. So it's all good. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, okay, final question Who is your favorite reality TV show player? Of all time, any show season. Yeah, I'm a big Boston Rob girly, so (laughs) that that hasn't changed in years. I really like people who can communicate to the audience that they're watching that are clearly very analytical thinkers, but also have a lot of personality to them. So those are always the people I gravitate to. Um, I would rather someone be kind of like a game bot then be a uh, very personable but a bad player like that that's so frustrating to me but I also know that I would probably be that way if I was on the show <laughs> I, would, I would think that I was like big braining everyone and instead I would just be like 10 steps behind so uh I love that kind of thing but yeah big Boston Rob fan I heard, what about you yeah. do you have a favorite oh of course I do I had I heard Lena say this on another episode um, of RHAP and she was talking about you know like I would I would much rather a player be like chaotic and like just fun to watch than a good game player and as much as I wish that I didn't fall into that category I think that I do because <laughs> you know I loved I loved Taylor and like she is you know very social and very mm-hmm. um, bubbly with her gameplay and that is just more fun to watch for me but I think if I had to pick a favorite game player which is literally the opposite of what I just said but I think it'd probably be Andy. And that's because I think that Ooh. he get enough credit for everything that he did on his season. I mean, first of all, he got like a horrible edit. So that was annoying. But um, even like to this day, like I feel like his hype isn't as much as it should be. Yeah. And um, so anytime, like I had one, I teach um, college classes and I had one of my students and they were asking me that and they were like, Andy. And and I was like, Andy. And they were like, who? And I was like, that's so sad. He literally won. Like, what do you mean you know who Andy is? So I think that's Andy, a really interesting pick. Like justice for him. <laughs> yeah. It, it's so interesting because 
I watch the show and I try to find myself in other people. And I'm like, am I like them? Am I like them? I don't know. Because you want to pick the people who do so well. Like, I'd be like, oh, I, I wish I was like a June song. Am I? Probably not. I don't think I'm that interesting. But um, but that would be like what you would strive to be like. You know, I would love to be like that. I'd love to be able to be both a winner and entertaining. I don't know that that would actually happen. I, I probably of recent seasons, like this past season, I feel like a lot of the things that Corey was saying and doing, I'm like, yeah, I think like that, I act like that. Um, but I think that also if I was with some frustrating people in the house, I'd probably end up being more like America and be more like telling people to shut up and walk away. He's way nicer than I would have been. Like they would have like, <laughs> my gut. So I would have been like second boot, like literally. I maybe yeah. first boot, who knows? <laughs> That's okay. Hey, if you get out early, you get to just come back home and, you know, podcast about it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I feel like that's more fun anyways. Well, thank you so much, Mary, for coming on. You're so sweet to do this. I so appreciate you coming on and chatting with me and, um, you know, just helping out a fellow podcaster, especially me being so new. I just, I appreciate you um, coming on and showing your support. So thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for inviting me. And I think you're off to a great start. <laughs> you're sweet. You're sweet. Awesome. And I will see the rest of you guys on our next episode. Bye, y'all.